think running a day spa is all massages and relaxation? <laughs> there is nothing relaxing about owning a day spa. But we're here to help. Siri Spa owners know that being in the spa business isn't for the weak. It takes hard work, planning, and just a bit of luck. We should know because we've owned a successful day spa for over 20 years. Now we're opening up our playbooks and giving you the business insights to run your day spa rather than letting it run you. This is a Spapreneur podcast with Lynn Graves and Ramona Rice. Hi, Sissy. Hello, Mona. We're back in the closet. I know. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. We're going to create a new closet, but uh, we'll let you know. Yes, and we're going to attempt to try to find the perfect setting for the voice volume. Because she, she's having issues. I'm having issues today. It's just, you know, it's the moving, it's the wedding, it's everything. It's just life moves so fast. I know. We are not that far from the wedding, and I'm at a point of, we'll get done what we get done, and I can't do anything more about it. I just, I'm, I, I just, you know, because it puts in perspective. You would think after everything we've been through, if James dying and all that, we would, you know, have everything in perspective. But sometimes you get caught up in like the details of things. You do, you do. But lately, actually, this week, by the time this airs, um, it'll be about three weeks out. But uh, lately, I've gotten a revisit to perspective in a much more adult way. Yeah. Well, I am Ramona Rice. I'm Lynn Graves, sassy. And we're the Spapreneurs. Yes, we are. And we help um, sassy and smart spa professionals build their businesses beyond their treatment room. Yes, we do. And this week has truly been beyond my treatment room. We've got um, a couple who are very special to us, Maggie and Homer. And... She is a breast cancer survivor. Yes. She had full mastectomy. She's about 66, I believe. And she is just the most spirited little um, imp you've ever met in your life. And just her little eyes twinkle and he just adores her and they're just special to us. And back in October, uh, she was diagnosed with a different kind of cancer. It was in her intestines. Now, we know from knowing Maggie and Homer so well that they're very holistic. Uh, he used to be diabetic, and he kicked diabetes. They do, um, uh, I don't want to say liquids only. Um, but, but they, they juice a lot. They juice. They're vegans. Uh, are they? I, 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 believe I, don't, I think they're know, vegans. They may be. Yeah. They may be. Um, but they do juicing twice a day, and then they do one small meal. And she'll have a glass of wine here and there. Um uh, sometimes, you know, once a night during the week and things like that. They're not perfect, but they're pretty healthy. So when she was diagnosed with this, the doctor presented her with all of her options. One of them was telling her, this is not curable. We cannot go in there and take this out and eradicate it. So she accepted that. So they went to their holistic doctor and herbalist, and she's been doing herbal treatments ever since then. Maggie, as of this date of recording, is now in the hospital. She is dying. And her husband called me. I, I give my phone number to a lot of individual people for different reasons. And Homer called me on Monday night and said, I just want to let you know Maggie's in the hospital. I'm not sure she's coming out. Now, I don't always get involved in the personal business of my clients, but there are those special people that we get involved with. I don't care what they tell you in school. I don't care what your ethics tests tell you. This is living flesh and blood. These are people who stood by us when James died. So 
I went Tuesday morning and I spent all morning with Homer and I'm so glad I did because Maggie truly was screaming, screaming in pain and they wouldn't give her more morphine. They were trying to get her stomach cleared up so that they could do a quick procedure to relieve some of the pain off the intestine. And Homer had no one else there with him. No one. And I knew in my spirit it was the right thing to do to stay. And I pretty much stayed all day on Tuesday. By the strength of God, the universe, or whatever you wish to uh, claim as your deity, I gained strength from somewhere because I don't do ooky. And this was horrendous, horrendous. But I wasn't traumatized. I didn't get emotional about it. My emotions were separated out from it. I began to understand how pastors can do their job. We can love, and yet we can keep our emotions in check. And I ask myself, how often do you guys come across people that are dying in their families? And how do you handle it? And and what are the lines? What are the boundaries? It's something they don't talk about in, in aesthetic school or massage school. Well, no, because we're all about giving people relief and life. And yet sometimes, life- though, no matter what you do, you can't give them relief. I mean, it's funny. We, we just had a meeting, the meeting we mentioned in episode 51 of the podcast. We had that meeting. And one of the things we talked about was, you know, when I was newly in my widow journey that, you know, I would get massages and there was nothing they could do. No. And you have to accept that there is nothing you can do to make it better other than being there so that they don't feel alone. Right. That's that's probably the most important thing. And also, I didn't go by yesterday. Today's Thursday. I didn't go by yesterday because I felt like I needed to give Homer a little bit of space so that he could reach out to me. And then I remembered he had a flip phone and didn't know how to operate it. And I thought, no, I better go by and check on them today. So I did. And she's peaceful. She's calm. She's comfortable. Uh, she asked me to massage her neck because of the way the hospital beds are, are so horrendous. And I do not understand why hospitals don't provide you stools where you can get up close to them. Homer wants to be next to her as she's dying. Hold her hand and just say, I love you over and over again. He's got the damn toilet seat pulled out of the bathroom sitting there. We've already said something to the head nurse. And she said, I will try to find you something. Well, you know, fuck them. I'm going to now take my stools that I have around here. I'm going to take two of them up there because this is just stupid. I I think it's that hospital because the hospital James was in. I, I had a seat. I didn't sit, but I had a seat and, and, and his mother had a seat. And then the, and the room was big enough for everybody. Oh, that room was huge. This one's a regular size room. Um, and they're going to move her to hospice very soon if she doesn't pass away first. But they're looking at hospice. And, but it's just crazy. Let me, let me say this also. I, I'm, I'm speaking pretty bluntly about the woman's going to die. God can reach down and pre- perform a miracle. But there may be something else at play that I don't understand. So... As far as I know, the woman's going to die in the next couple of days, if not today. And don't be afraid to say the word death. Don't be afraid to say the word die. It happens. It's not to be feared. It's something we all or, face. Or don't be afraid of any of those sensitive subjects. If your clients are going through a divorce or she, you know, or trauma or some type and they open up and they let you in on it, don't avoid it. Don't avoid it. But in particular, in, in certain circumstances, I, I am, I want to fix it. You know, I want to fix everything. But that's beyond your scope. It is beyond my scope. I can't fix Homer's grief. What I can do, though, is from my own experience uh, from being in hospice with my own mother is to say to Homer, Homer, 
If you want to know these answers, these are the things you need to ask. You may not want to know these answers. And so I gave him certain things to think about that um, he may want to ask the doctors, you know, um, is she going to possibly slip into a coma at some point? If so, Homer, you want to say everything you want to say now because you may not have her cognizant at the very end. Chances are you won't. Um, so, and don't be afraid to talk to the loved ones, meet them where they are. Don't be afraid to talk about the person. You know, I, I remember when James died, people were just like hesitant to talk about James and the memories. Well, we welcomed it. You yeah. know, if we didn't want to talk about James, we would look at them and say, I just can't handle this right now. And people understood that. But for the most part, and that's the number one thing I hear about from people, when someone's passing away or has died is I just don't know what to say to them. We'll talk about the person, your memories, you know, how are you doing today? Not how are you doing? How are you doing today right now? Is it a good day or is it a bad day? Yeah. Do you need a hug or do you need a laugh? So that, and that's what you need to do with your clients. You know, part of onboarding clients, even if they're regular repeat clients is that when life situations change, when they're going through something really hard, you need to ask them, how are you doing today? This way you've got to check in with your clients. You can't just, okay, go ahead and get naked. No, no. And, and don't be afraid to approach it. I think that that's the hardest part is if you've never experienced death in your family um, or with a close friend, or if you've never been around uh, someone who is actively going through divorce. I mean, the woman is pissed off. She found her husband cheating for the second time and she has tossed him out. Uh, which happened to me and I just had to sit there and say, you know, if you want to talk about it, I'm here. And I would just get quiet. And some days she would talk, some days she wouldn't. And if she would say, you know, he's just an asshole, I'd say, yeah, he is a total asshole. The worst I would meet thing, her. The worst thing is too, is that he married the person he cheated with and they come to the day spot. Well, they used to. They used to, but we and finally. When, as soon as I found out, as soon as I found out, I called my client and said, uh, she's coming in here. And she said, oh, my God, she better not be seeing you. I said, no, no, she sees somebody else. Well, just don't schedule me on the same day. Okay, we got yeah. it. I just want to let you know this is happening. But had she asked us not to schedule her, we would have said, okay, we're to yeah, you. I, I would have de deferred over to my client who had been with me longer, who I was close to. Yeah. You know, don't pretend like your emotions don't get caught up in this stuff. There is a great podcast called Modern Love. I will find the episode and put it in the show notes. This is episode 54 of the podcast huh? um, where it was. It, it's actually a funny story. Um, Modern Love is a, is a column in the New York Times and people write all over the country about different aspects of love. And then this podcast takes like really good actors and they act it out. Well, this was, I think it was Kristen Chenoweth who who I love. I, love she, her. I think it was her. And she was talking about she was a spin instructor and um her best friend's ex-husband came in with the new girlfriend to the spin class and she decided to find make this the hardest spin class ever. <laughs> and she made like a you cheated playlist and all this stuff. Oh it was very good. God. So I'll put, I'll put that in there for a little bit lighthearted. But yeah, you know, that's the thing. You're gonna deal with when you were dealing with clients on a regular basis, as we want you to, when they have finally come habitual clients and they've seen you for years and years. Guess what? You're going to go through life with them. You are. Now, let me let me define some distinctions here. Um, 
we have another client who we dearly love and her family and everybody. And she was very suddenly diagnosed about three months ago with pancreatic cancer, which we also have some experience with. And um, I have not gone to see her. I called her husband once and then I left it at that because she is surrounded by a large force of people. They have community like Mona and I do. They have people around them. What really struck me was though Homer and Maggie are well loved by a lot of people, they seemingly don't have a community like I've seen before. And so I'm trying to create a little bit of community for them. That's what I call, I feel called to do. Right. And I'm not alone in this. I've got Donna, who's going to go do some craniosacral. I asked them permission. They love Donna. I've got Henry, uh, who's coming back from overseas Scotland, wherever he's been floating around. Those, those two are, are more on a spiritual level and can help help sustain Maggie and Homer through this. But my younger group, I'm going to simply tell them, look, you get together cards and flowers and things that are pretty and nice. And you send those by these two or by me. I also contacted the chiropractor who is, who introduced me to them. So I got all that set up. Um, But here's the real thing he's going to be afterwards is, is he's going to support after. Yeah, that's you know, the biggest thing, guys, is once the event happens, that's when you really need the support. And I, you know, after James died, I had my mother, obviously. You were you were number one. And and a lot of friends and, and I had community and all, but there was times where you have to know when to back off. It's hard. Yeah. Well, with Mona, it's kind of easy because she sort of snaps at you and shuts you down. And, and it's like, OK, we're not going there today. However, um, with Maggie and Homer, I just... We're going to be there as long as they need us. That was what Maggie said the other day to me as she was screaming out in pain in between. She said, take care of him. And I said, oh, there's there's no question about that. Yeah. No question at all. And then um, she said, and the only thing she doesn't want, she doesn't want to be in pain. She's ready to go. She doesn't want to be in pain. And I said, I will do everything and that's I can to and help that's reasonable. you. Oh, Jesus. I, I, I got to tell you, I, I, I will put this out there. After going through this experience with her on Tuesday, I have said to myself, if I I ever get diagnosed with something of that ca- catastrophic nature, I am hiding some morphine back. I will take it out on my terms. Nobody else's. This is recorded so that when she does this sort of thing, if it does happen, God yep. hopefully it does happen, I'm not in trouble. No, 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 no. I, I tell you, you you start understanding other sides of, of, of the d- issue. Of different debates, yeah. It's just, it's just one of those things. But, you know, you as a business owner, you're also going to deal with this with your staff. Let's say, for example, I were just working with Lynn and this had happened with James. She would have stepped up as much as she did. Oh yeah, yeah, we would have been there. The Kay, whole thing, well, let's be honest. Case has been dead. Remember? Yes, she. Yeah. she did, and we were there for her through the entire thing. We gave her the space she needed when she needed it, and we pulled her back in. And she, we've had some of my younger ones whose grandparents have passed away, and in the scheme of things, this is going to sound harsh, but. You expect a grandparent to pass away. Right. Then you expect a parent to pass away. And then, see, it goes down that succession of line. But when it goes out of line, 
Um, it, it, it's scary to them, but even when a grandparent passes away, it, it's hard on them. So I've just learned to be there to listen to them. any other life crisis, we've dealt with interventions. We have dealt with miscarriages. We've dealt with assault. We've dealt with suicide. We had a former person, yes. a worker of ours commit suicide. And she we had, did. You know, and so we've had to deal with that. The most important thing is that know your scope. And what that means is that you cannot fix this. You can't fix this, but that doesn't mean you shut off the the humanness of yourself the humanity the love the care yeah you do have a moral and ethical obligation to your fellow man to help them you do but but now let me throw this question out there you some of you will try to over help someone because you're avoiding your own issues in your life yeah that's not fair to them don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. So back off. The other thing is too, you can't if if they have a continual problem. We had a we had a therapist who had a drinking problem. Mm-hmm. It kept showing up at work. We finally had to say we love you, but you have to go. And y'all would have thought I would have done it the very first time, but I I I wanted to see if I could help her through. I knew her family, and we were all sort of on on her team. But after a while, it started wearing my therapist down. That didn't mean that they didn't love her and that they don't care for her and they right. wouldn't be there for her. But yeah, at some it's point the, you do have to say It's the same no. thing with a client. If a client is beyond your scope, you cannot help them. You've tried everything. Sometimes you have to lovingly say, I cannot help you anymore. You cannot schedule with me. Well, the- I, we've got one client right now that's bordering on being an alcoholic. And when she's drinking and causes, she's pretty abusive. And if it happens one more time, I'm going to sit her down and say, this is how it's going to roll. You do that one more time, you're going to have to find another facility. We love you. We care about you. But you are out of control. Right. Right. And and you have to do that. So just because you're kind and humane doesn't mean that you get to tolerate abuse or any of that nature. You know, boundaries are meant to be there. There is Mm -hmm. a line, but there are going to be those clients that are special. Yeah. And and we have to reserve some of our emotional strength for other clients that are out there. Yes. So I like I've got this one client who I dearly love, but he will drain me dry emotionally. So I have to limit my time around him. I don't work on him any longer, but I just recently found out that he's got uh, stage two prostate cancer and I want to reach out to him, but I'm waiting. I'm, I'm, you know, if he approaches me, I'll, and, I'll and there are some clients that are just always yours. I know we lost that episode. Episode forty is lost in the wind. Oh my god, we got to redo that. We really it was do. So good. It's good. But an Eeyore is a person who always has a rain cloud over them. Yes, doesn't matter what it is. There's always something wrong. We have a really dear person who um, is a semi regular client, and she would come in. Her son was murdered, and she's never let that go. Yeah, and I know that's hard. Trust me, I, I can't even imagine. You know, but at the same time, what I've learned with grief is that you acceptance doesn't mean that you like it. It just means you face the reality of what is the situation. She hasn't faced that reality. And I don't know know how you would. Yeah, Yeah. especially being murdered. But that's the thing. So she always comes in. She's always under a rain cloud. It doesn't matter what it is. And and certain therapists can handle that and and that energy and. And, and it works for them. But, but just know you're not going to be able to fix her rain cloud because that's issues beyond anybody's control other than her own. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm not sure why, uh, other than this was so prominent in my life this week that I wanted to share this with you. Um, this is like the fifth time we've gone through this. With, with a Someone client, that's yeah. close. Um. And it really brings home that today is important. 
right here, right now, because this is what I get. I don't get tomorrow. It's not promised to me. So I'm going to be as joyful and as peaceful within my own heart as I can right here, right now. Yeah, exactly. So don't waste any time. Get, you know, if you've got goals and aspirations and dreams and, you know, if you've always wanted to um, eat a ice cream sundae as big as your head, you know what? Don't wait. Do it. At least once. Don't Don't do it every day. Not every day. Because that's just silly. Lots (laughs) of brain freeze. As we get older, the brain freeze is worse. No, I got it worse when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. I can't do. Well, I don't do ice cream. Hey, Mona. Mona. Yes. Your little one. She's turning double digits on Saturday. I don't want to talk about it. Because <laughs> she's reminded me. She goes, you have no more single digit children. And so then I went to Evan. And I go, you think we could? He goes, no, we're not having any more babies. You no, cannot. My it's- favorite was when she, you recorded her. And she goes, I am single and I'm ready, ready to, to mingle. mingle. So she got for her birthday, her early birthday gift. She got to see Imagine Dragons, who, oh, my God, the lead singer. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's actually gone through a total fitness change because he has an autoimmune disease. So he got very physically fit. And, and so that's what he got. Did. Yummy. Yeah. And he was sweaty. Oh, it was good. <laughs> it was so good. So yay, mommy. And yay, Addison. And then she joined. looked at Evan and said, you need to start working out. Yeah. Just your shoulders. Because <laughs> he had really good deltoids. Oh, my God. He had a really good yummy. Well, I'm working Evan as hard as I can work. I know, him. I know. Um, speaking of work, guys, 2019 is around the corner. I know that seems oh crazy, God. but it is. This summer's gone by so friggin' fast. And I want to remind you guys that Spapreneur Live, we still have a few tickets left oh for God. the for the event. It's October 25th through 27th at Washington D.C. Both Ceci and I will be there with guest speakers. I'll and- be in a wonderful mood because that will only be like two weeks before I go on my Viking cruise, and I haven't learned my French yet. I think you'll be okay. <laughs> I, I think they'll have people that speak English there. Just be I'll act like I'm mute and that I, I can't say anything. Oh, God, help us. <laughs> anyway, so go to spapreneur.com for us episode 054. You'll get the details of Spapreneur Live. Guys, this is one of those transformative things. And the reason I've had this question, Ceci, why am I not offering CEUs? You don't want to know why we're not oh a CEU God. provider. You don't want us regulated by the AMTA and national. Oh no, guys. no, no, Seriously. no. We'd never be able to say fuck you. We'd never be able to the say fuck don't fuck money. with the money. No, no, no. Never. Never. They don't like the F word. That, and and we, we shouldn't use the F word as often as we, we do. Have, this is the first time in this episode we used it. And you know what's so funny? Maggie would be the first one to go, <laughs> what fuck the fuck? fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so guys, seriously, I know that you're thinking, oh, it's time away from my business. Oh, it's time. It's time that you're going to be working oh, on be your fun. business. It's going to be so much fun. You're not going to want to miss it. So again, October 25th through 27th, get your tickets now because it will sell out. Um, and it's two full days of Ceci oh and, and, and Mona. All on the East Coast is Gorgeous. It's fantastic. We're in DC, so easy flights, guys. Seriously. Um, if Spopreneur Live Washington DC goes well, we will head to the West Coast. Well, maybe not Sussy. <laughs> I don't know. If we don't go to the West Coast, the Erica's and the Denise's will be very mad at you. We'll see. They'll be disappointed. We'll anyway, spopreneurlive.com. And that's it. And again, guys, remember if you are going through any kind of like client issues like this where you need to vent, don't forget we do have our Facebook community. You're more than welcome to vent there. And we also have our paid community as well. We are here to listen to you because you know what? When we're dealing with clients' issues, sometimes we got to vent and go, what the yeah. fuck? And. Give an extra hug to somebody today. Yes. Very good. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. 
Need more actionable steps to get your spa headed in the right direction? Head to Spapreneur.com where we've got the tools, tricks, and methods to making your spa as successful as it can be. Spapreneur.com.